Welcome to the Becoming a Streamer podcast by Pipeline, where we interview your favorite streamers and learn about their journey to where they are today. I'm your host and co-founder of Pipeline, Snoopy. Today, I'm joined by Bajira. He's a legend in World of Warcraft, but is most notably known for his fitness and being one of the top fitness channels on Twitch. He's an inspiration to me over the years with his games and gains effort and is an incredible father, husband, and manages a channel of over 400,000 followers on Twitch and YouTube. If you love the podcast, please drop a review and share it with another streamer. Let's dive in. I think when I first started, you were already there. How long have you been around in this space for? I mean, uh, so I started streaming when Justin TV was the streaming platform. And so I sort of was part of the transition into Twitch. But even before that, I started creating like video content on YouTube and stuff like that. So I think I started my YouTube channel in November of 2010. So we've been at this for a little while now. <laughs> that is absolutely. Well, yeah, I remember because I was on I was playing League back in the day and I was on on right. 3D because that was just where we started, especially as Europeans. Right. Um, and I remember when I made the transition to Twitch, I think it was 2011. Yeah, you were already kind of one of the faces. And that's how I knew you because there was a really small community back then. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy that I've been able to do what we've been doing for as long as we've been doing it. I'd feel just tremendously lucky. And uh, I, I definitely think that getting started early is one of those things that it's just that's just luck, man. <laughs> yeah, good timing. One of the yeah. things I'd love to do for our audience that are listening, um, whether they're driving or they're in bed or whatever they are right now, is just give a little bit of context on where you are today. So right. uh, where are you making content? How often are you making content? What kinds of content? Yeah, so I'm Bajira, twitch.tv slash Bajira or Bajira Wow on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I mostly started off with gaming content about, about like World of Warcraft is my favorite game, thus the Bajira Wow at the end of some of my social stuff. Um, Started on YouTube and uh, then sort of streamed on Justin and Twitch. And that's pretty much what we've sort of evolved into now is I do daily videos on YouTube. I do daily live streams on Twitch. I do a combination of games and gains, as I like to call it, where uh, I actually stream my training live from my home gym that I built in my garage. Uh, so we start the day off in the gym and then do uh, you know gaming in the afternoon. So content creation for me is, is a daily thing. We're also active on Twitter. I try to post the occasional swolfies and updates about our, our little guy on Instagram and, you know, keep the, keep the social media percolating and, you know, haven't gotten into TikTok or anything like that. Yet. It's on, <laughs> it's on the menu. Maybe it sounds someday. like you're doing a lot already. Would you say, so you said games and gains, is it 50% games, 50% gains, or is it way one way? In terms of the timing of it, it's about right now, uh, I do about two hours of training in the morning and then I do about six hours of gaming throughout the afternoon into the evening. So that's the timing distribution. In terms of how much I think about the games and games, I'm I'm pretty much like 100% into my training when we're training and you know I'm making sure I get my food in during the day. And I'm also like 100% trying to make sure I'm doing a good job in the gaming as well. So it's, for, for me, like I get to do so many things that I'm passionate about. I get to structure my time and the way that I use my energy and um, invest that into things that I like to do. And so, you know, when I get the opportunity to do that, we're, we're going all in. Yeah, I, I must admit, I appreciate the motivation on the gain side. Because um, just over yeah. the years, it's it's not like we're super close when you chat a lot. But right on your feet, I've just seen you working out or doing something in the morning. And it motivates me saying, I got to get off my ass and do something. So <laughs> personally, I really appreciate it. Of course, yeah, I, I hear that a lot from the viewers. Hopefully, it helps them either either get started in the gym or you know if they're having that one of those mornings. It's like, man, 
not feeling it today. I'm like, bro, you gotta, you gotta get in there. It's not about whether you feel like it or not. You've made a decision. You've made, dedicate yourself to this. You've got to activate that discipline and get the job done, whether you feel like it or not. It's kind of how it goes sometimes. I love it. So I want to wind the clock right back. You kind of alluded right. it to a little bit. Um, right. You said you started off on YouTube. Right. And a lot of our viewers are first starting out. They're like getting into streaming. They're trying to be, you know, efficient with their time. They might be doing some YouTube. Why did, why did you start with YouTube? Like, did you see other content creators that were making content? Did you, you have an, like a video school background? Like, how did you even get into it in the first place? Yeah. So for me, that was just where I consumed most of my content, like growing up as like a little gamer guy, you know, I was like, oh, I could, I could like watch videos of how to do this in a video game or basically it was a situation where it was just like, I'm into video games. I want to consume content about gaming, whether it was like guides or just like funny videos or things like that. And so that was like, that was growing up. Um, what, when you say growing up, what, like what age are you, what are you doing at this point in life? Are you at school? I mean, or are you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember watching that kind of stuff like in high school and stuff. And I definitely got into it in college. So when it's a while ago. I just turned 30. So I'm officially old now. So I can be like back in my day. So how, what I can recall is walking backwards is I started my YouTube channel, my junior year of college. And I definitely was uh, watching like a lot of like Starcraft brood war on, uh, on YouTube. And I was, I didn't, I wasn't as much into FPS games necessarily, but I liked some of the, the personalities that I saw in like the FPS genre. And so what it was is I, I definitely didn't have any sort of background with video making, but I really enjoyed watching that kind of stuff. And I've always enjoyed um, gaming. And but, but I guess I guess I should say that my my video making history, I did really enjoy making like stop action like Lego movies back in the day with like a, a camcorder. Oh. So I still enjoy doing that sort of thing. And I and I also enjoyed actually so the video games are fun to play obviously but i really enjoyed watching my friends play through like story games and stuff or watching like my sister play through like paper mario that kind of stuff so, so you'd be kind of I, sitting next to them and watching this yeah yeah like i, I would you know just be in, in the morning i'd be getting ready to go for a run and you know or finishing up you know a run and i'd come home and eat i'd watch my sister play whatever she was playing you know on on gamecube or whatever so there's like there's these like hints if i look back that like, okay, these things actually come together a little bit where I liked creating, I liked making movies about stuff. I liked watching people game. I also enjoyed playing video games myself. So maybe there's something that sort of comes together. But basically what happened was I was watching YouTube videos and I was like, I think there's something happening here. I think there's something building here. I think there's something growing here and I'd like to be part of it. And so I wrote a message to one of these YouTubers that I was watching. I was like, hey, I really like your content. I think what you're doing is cool what is your advice to help me get started if I wanted to create YouTube content as well? And I didn't get a response, which is absolutely fine, completely understandable. But what that sort of told me is like, I don't, I don't really need someone to tell me how to, how to get started. I just need to get started and I'll, and I'll learn as I go. And that's pretty much what happened is I was like, the game that I, that I was most into was World of Warcraft. I was playing like a lot of Dota, like a lot of Warcraft 3 custom games. Yep. And I was like, man, it'd be so cool to be able to keep your character after one of these games was over because you've done all this work to get all this awesome gear. I mean, like, you know, this, you're, you're, you're a MOBA guy. You know how this works. You know, you get all these awesome items and at the end of the game, you're crushing everybody and then it's over. And then the next game, you got to start over again. And I was like, it'd be really fun to be able to keep all that awesome gear that I had and continue to crush noobs every single game. And I was like, there is a game like that. It's World of Warcraft. So WoW is super popular around that time. I mean, WoW continues to be a, a When, did, when did you game. start in WoW? Uh, that, so I started my journey on YouTube with starting WoW. 
What what uh patch and wow? It was um the end. So I leveled through the very end of Wrath. Yeah. So a lot of people were like, yo, I remember watching you back in Wrath, and I was like, I didn't start playing until Kata, but I guess I did level through the sort of Kata pre-patch. Like yeah. so, there's like a month or so, a couple weeks where um Wrath is over, and they're sort of switching over like the game design into a Cataclysm style in terms of, like the way the classes are made and stuff like that. But it wasn't actually Kata content yet because I remember reaching max level um the week after uh the arena season started in kata and i was really bummed about that because i missed the first season because my com- my computer which is a uh 08 macbook pro laptop that's where it all started i love my, it i love yeah, my, it my, my parents gave me that for uh graduating high school and then it be- that sort of became came my my movie making machine back on iMovie and some sort of like really weird like mac exclusive uh video screen capture thing i don't even remember what it was called <laughs> honestly because like you know mac is like there's there's not software for gaming or like content creation back then. It felt like on Mac, even though now it's like people like to use that for editing. But um, but yeah, so I was like, Blizzard games are one of those games that you could play on Mac. So you know, I was so like, you're, oh, you're playing um, you're playing WoW. You're making content. You're still at right. school. You're in college at this point. Right. Yeah. When, when so, like how one how did you stay motivated and continually doing that? Did you get traction right away? Were you just like right. throwing the content out there? Yeah. So. The content creation was actually born out of a dissatisfaction with school. And, and I'm somebody who, um, throughout high school and throughout school in general, um, I was always, you know, pretty passionate about, about studying and being willing to, I mean, I wasn't like, man, I love studying, but like I would do the work and I would get good grades. And that was something that like I identified with. I identified with somebody who's going to be able to do the work and, you know, be a, a good student and, and, and su- succeed and, uh, you know, excel. Um, but, you know, there were things going on with my family at the time um, that I wanted to come home and be part of. So I actually left the school that I was in for uh, freshman and sophomore year. I came back, uh, went to Vanderbilt University, which is in Nashville, Tennessee. And during that time, it was it was a situation where um, no no fault to anybody except except just me is I felt like I was putting a lot of effort into something that I didn't really feel like was fulfilling to me. And I and worse, I didn't feel like it was leading me to, to somewhere where I wanted to be. Um, and when people ask me about this, I mean, I, I tell them this, I mean, obviously stay in school, you know, finish college. It's a huge platform for you to go and then do whatever you want to do for the rest of your life. Um, it just keeps, it keeps options open for you. But for me, it just wasn't, it just wasn't a fit. Um, and out of, out of this sort of dissatisfaction, out of this sort of need for creativity, that's one of the things that, that, that drove me to cr- start creating content. I can remember like, it's like a shimmering moment and it was a shimmering moment in that moment. And it's a shimmering moment now, um, where, I had such, such clarity that this is something that I needed to do. I remember calling my mom and telling her just, you know, just it's one of those weekend calls where you call your mom, check in uh, when you're at college. And I said, this is something that I want to do. I'm going to, I'm going to get wow. And cause it's a game that I think is going to be really, really cool for me. It's a game I watch a lot and I'm ready to, ready to dive in and I'm going to share my journey through world of Warcraft with whoever's interested. And that's going to be how I start my YouTube channel. And that's what I did. And it's, I, I'm just like, there was like some sort of like, um, like interstellar moment there where like, like me from the future is like poking books to tell me to like start a YouTube channel, buddy. You're, you're going to really like this. That's super cool. Was, yeah. was your family, you had that conversation. Was your family supportive? Did you have a girlfriend at the time or? Yeah, I, I did. I did have a girlfriend at the time. Um, I, I feel like uh, not to fire shots at anybody. Um, I feel like most, my, my parents and a lot of people were like, I don't really know what this is. You're spending a lot of time on your computer and I'm not sure this is a good thing. Yeah. Um, and I remember my sister being really supportive though. 
my sister and my grandpa. That was really interesting to me. Uh, my grandpa was a, was a very successful businessman. And I think he's like, you know, he's going to be all right. My sister was like just on my team anyway. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, it was completely understandable for my parents, you know, because this is, this is also at a time where I decided to take a break from school too, right? So I was very dissatisfied. And it was, it was eroding uh, my sort of like emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and this is, this is a place where I was not familiar, right. Growing, growing up and going into high school and college stuff. I was like a, you know, I was a good student. I was a, you know, I was a successful athlete, um, had, you know, th- these kind of things were, were normal for me to, to put effort in and have it feel good and, and do well. And when I started to put effort in and it didn't feel good and I, and I felt like I could be doing the feeling that was the most important. It's not just like, I'm putting effort into it doesn't feel good. The feeling was I could be doing something so much more like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing is one feeling. But the other feeling is I'm supposed to be doing something else. Mm. Right. That's the one that, that I think is the most powerful. And that's the one that was sort of like bugging me the most. Um, but yeah, so I was like, this is not working for me. This is this is making me sad. I need to take a break. I'm, I'm emotionally, mentally in a place that I'm that I'm not familiar with. And it's not good. It's not going the way that it needs to. So I took a break from school. And so, yeah, so from my parents perspective, they have their son who's who's been kicking butt in school and, and in sports and, and doing a great job overall and you're not getting into trouble. And then he's dropping out of school and spending all his time on his computer. And it's like, this is not good. Right. So I had to, I had to really encourage them like, cause like, cause they, they, they'd want to talk to me about it. Like my parents have always been super supportive and they've always been, you know, willing to talk and listen. And, I, and I'm like, listen, I'm working on something. I know it might look like I'm spending a lot, of, a lot of time on my computer here and I am, I realize it, but I'm not just wasting my time. I'm actually building something. That's interesting. You were able to have that yeah. mature dialogue with them. Yeah. I, I, I really believed in myself even very early on. Um, the videos that I was making were, um, were something that was coming out of, of my creativity and my passion. And it was, it was resonating with people because it was, I, I was, I was making like wow videos I was making gaming videos, but I was also, I very quickly also integrated like vlog content into what I was doing. I would just sit down and, and talk to the camera, talk about whatever it is that was on my mind. And I feel like that really helped me connect with my audience. And I felt like that there, there was something there that was really important to me. That was, that was meaningful and that was good. Do you but remember, yeah, my- do you remember what the growth was like for you in the early days? I mean, you're making content, you've dropped out, you've obviously got a little more time now Yeah. and you're focused, but what was right. that first period, like say like the first six months, year, two years, like what was that like for you in terms of growth? Yeah. So I think that I, I don't I don't remember numbers. I mean, I probably could actually go look at my YouTube channel how the so, growth was. It's all good. But um I remember the the fact that there were a couple of videos that really would catch on with people. And I was doing these like funny I was doing these videos where I would uh like embody my character like a funny voice. Like the, I think the the first and the and the most legendary is like Fury Bajira, right? So he's like <laughs> what's up guys fury bajira here and i would just constantly just talk the most smack on everybody that i was fighting in battlegrounds and i was just like being goofy i was making fun of their names and i was making like you know puns off of doing whatever and it was just it was a place for me to just like be silly but actually share maybe even some frustration right like get that out a little bit and then i would i would branch off and i'd do other characters uh that you know i would give i'd have like a little dwarf vajathor who would have a he talked like a dwarf and he wouldn't take he wouldn't take anything from anyone you know like (laughs) this guy is just like their their attitudes Uh, and their and and those kind of videos i think really helped us help my channel get started along with me sharing who i am just as a person right and so all of this started to catch on and all of this started to grow. And, and I was seeing this and I was feeling this. And 
Um, but it's still like, you know, it's, it's not, a, it's not like a job yet in my parents' eyes. And it wasn't really a job yet for me. I was still working as a lifeguard. And so I would, I would, you know, do a little bit of work in the morning. And it actually looks a lot like what I do now, which is funny. I'd get up and I, and I do a little bit of work on, uh, on the YouTube side of things. And I'd go work out and then I do my, my shift lifeguarding. And I'd come home and I, and I would stream my games. And that's kind of how things are now, except for working as a lifeguard, I stream more games. So, so how pretty cool. for you and how did that switch happen? So when did you go from part-time, you know, being a lifeguard to right. full-time? Right. So this is another one of those really interesting things about how the timing of all this worked out is that um, I, I, I told you that my parents were always super supportive of me. They would always help me, you know, go after whatever it is that I was, I was passionate about, whether it's sports or whatever. Um, and I think that one of their final tests was to be okay with like me doing something and support me in doing something that they weren't sure about. It's really easy to encourage your kid to be like, yeah, go to school. Yeah. yeah. Play sports. Yeah. You know, be a, be a good person to your friends and your, your relationships. But this one is like, I'm not so sure about this, but we believe in you. And that moment happened where my dad, uh, so I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, we had been there for, you know, 20 years, 21 years almost. And, um, my dad worked for Vanderbilt and then he got a new job at Kaiser Permanente here in uh, California. And uh, so that was a good opportunity for him and they took it. And so for the first time ever, we were moving. And so they were going to go to California. And then I am in that position of uh, took a break from school, not really interested in going back. Uh, things are going really well with the YouTube channel. Um, still working as a lifeguard. What's what's really well, just to put it in context for people. It, I at this moment, at this, at this particular like juncture, um, I was making more money doing YouTube and live streaming than I was doing this, the lifeguarding job. Yep. So when, when all of this happened, when it was, when it was time for them to move away, I had the decision of what I was going to do. So I didn't really want to go to LA where I didn't know anything or anybody, um, and pay four times as much to live on my own. I didn't really want to live with my parents cause I love my parents. Um, but I think it was time for me to kind of do my own thing. And so my decision was that I was going to stay in Nashville. I was going to live with one of my friends and that was going to be, and I was going to do my thing, whatever that was in Nashville. And so I moved in my friend's basement and that's, that was my spot. And the one rule that my parents gave me was like, okay, we're cool with this. You get to be, you get to do your own thing, but you can't quit your job. And I was like, okay. So as soon as they left, I put in my two weeks and <laughs> did a full-time content creation since then. But yeah, that was also a time where, so YouTube was kind of where it started and that was kind of gets that, it gets that focus early on. But, um, I probably started my YouTube channel in November of 2010. And I think I started streaming in the summer of 2011. So it wasn't very long before I was sort of, I, I made that jump. And so both of those things were sort of really picking up speed, um, at the time that it needed to be something that could support me if I wanted to do it. So it just worked out really well. That's awesome. And what would you say like the challenges that you faced were in that period? Um, the top challenges, man, like I, I, so the picture that, that, that exists objectively is there's this kid who is living in an unfinished basement with like a pullout couch to sleep on and a desk set up in like a cinder block, like a, like, you know, like just, the wooden beams basement. Right. So it's like, this is like kind of a weird setup, man. I was so happy. I had, I had to take care of rent. I had to feed myself and I was building this dream job of playing video games and sharing my adventures in the games and eventually fitness and uh, vlogging. I was building this and it was blooming. And it was just like, 
there, I'm sure there were challenges like time management, things like that. But at that time right there, it was like, I call it a wild time, but it was actually just so wonderful, right? Because I do want to continue to build in terms of like, I want to have a nice place to live. I want to have a family and we're, and we're, we're doing that, which is awesome. We don't need to jump to that yet. But, um, but back then it was just a 21 year old kid living his dream after being like weighed down by um, an environment that was not productive for me. So I was, so I was super happy, man. So it's li- it sounds like it was extremely liberating. Like you, yeah, you were in control of your own destiny and it was on you, you know, yeah. what you were going to do next. That's and it was going well, which is the, like the best part, right? Cause when, yeah. when it's like all on you control your destiny and it's really hard, it's like, okay, so now you got to push through, <laughs> but, but this was like, this is just, this is, I was having a blast. Do you have a, a sense of, I know it was a while back, but how important streaming was to you, to, to YouTube at that point was, were you monetizing more on streaming or do you remember? Yeah. So interestingly enough, I think that over time, um, my, my focus has actually shifted uh, a fair amount because initially YouTube was like the kind of the main focus. I was thinking that's kind of the main content that, that I'm passionate about. That's the main thing that I'm doing. And streaming was kind of like a way to interact with my viewers. Cause what, what brought me to streaming in the first place was like on YouTube. When I first started, I always would respond to every single comment. Whenever anybody subscribed, you actually had the option to like click their profile, go to their page and like write a comment on their, like their YouTube wall or whatever it was. And I would thank them personally for subscribing everybody. And so I always, I've always really loved interacting with my viewers. And when I heard there was a, a way to do that live, I was like, Oh, I got to get in on that. So I always really enjoyed, you know, just being a goofball on stream and sharing, sharing whatever I was, I was doing with my gaming, with my viewers. Um, but over time, especially recently, I would say that Twitch is, has powerfully overtaken uh, YouTube in terms of what I would call as my main focus. Like I still do YouTube content every day. I'm still passionate about YouTube, but in terms of what I do to make this something I do for a living, streaming is a, is a more powerful tool for that for me right now. Super cool. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to chat about, you alluded to it slightly was, um, you know, responsibilities and for a lot of listeners, they have a significant other, um, or maybe they're even parents. Um, For you, you had a girlfriend at this point in time before she became your wife. I imagine you didn't go straight to the wife part. Maybe you did. No, no, no. We had to, we had to cut a lot of the things that were holding me back about my sort of previous situation loose. And that was one of those things. It was like, I had, I got to make moves and there, there are things about how things were going that weren't working for me. And so that was another one of those things that was a liberation of that time was that yeah. relationship that was going on through high school, which is, it was a good time, but you know, you got it, got to do your thing. And that was not one of those things that I was going to keep doing. So, Yep. And then now becoming a dad, how was that experience? Oh my goodness. Uh, th- this year uh, and last year with having our little guys has been a life-changing event and not all in just super easy ways. Um, but he is absolutely amazing. And I think that he has made me a better person almost instantly. Um, but not I think that effort, hard right? to believe you're already such a good person. You're, you're too kind. <laughs> you're too kind, but he's made me, he's made me have a, have definitely an appreciation for schedule. Yeah. That is super important. And so sometimes when the little guy, uh, you know, doesn't have his, his, his internal clock connected to his sleep wake cycle, you know, he's, he's going to be up all night and, you're like, man, sleep was, was super nice. <laughs> it kind of took that for granted. And uh, now it's also like with, with my wife, uh, we have uh, a definite uh, schedule to our day. You know, I got I to gotta be up and in the gym at a certain time to, to make sure I start my stream at a certain time, to finish at a certain time to hang out with the family. So that's really important to me. 
Um, I definitely, I definitely want to give a big shout out uh, to Jenny though, and tell just a teeny little bit about that story with her, because that's a fun one. So please, during, let's dive in. Yeah. So during during the basement days, uh, or actually even before that, uh, there was a there was a message that I got on YouTube from somebody named Warcraft Jen, and she um, she wrote me a message after posting a vlog that I uh, that I made, um, sort of breaking down and talking through the things that I have learned going through the breakup that, that we kind of talked about here. Uh, I thought, I thought that it was super important to, you know, go after things that you are passionate about, even in the event that they don't work out. Um, it's, it's really important for you to sort of explore those things and give yourself an opportunity to learn from them. And oftentimes they go well, sometimes they don't. And that was one of those things that, that didn't really turn out, but uh, still can make you better. Uh, and she, she said that resonated with her quite a bit. And I was like, wow, she's super cute uh, from her profile picture. <laughs> and she's nice. But I didn't write her back at the time because I was, you know, I was, it's a kid. Don't know any yeah. better. But um, then I see this uh, on the stream. Like later on, I see somebody named Warcraft Jen popping up in the chat. And I'm like, oh, hey. It was like the end of my stream. I'm like, are you Warcraft Jen from YouTube? And she's like, yeah. I was like, I got your message. Thank you so much. Sorry I didn't write you back. And then she's like, oh, it's okay or whatever. And then I, I, I the, the genius, the stroke of genius was I gave her mod in my stream. So it, it, is that it, the equivalent was, of like the putting a ring on her finger is giving well, well see <laughs> see it was it was twofold genius because for me it just made it easier to see when she hopped in the chat because you got that icon next to your name uh, for her it gave her a sense of responsibility to come back to the stream more often mm. so so through so that she didn't actually want to come back and spend yeah, time hard, with you at all she just not, felt not obligated that, to yeah you know you just got to give her a job to do it's like all right fine <laughs> i guess i'll i guess i'll show up but no, so we became friends through uh, the stream and friends through gaming, and then we became friends outside of the stream and gaming, and then uh, she came to visit me because we, we we thought we really liked each other, and turns out we really did, and it, it, went, it went beautifully. Uh, and then she went back home for a while, like like a, like a month, and I'm like, okay, so I really miss you, and I'd love for you to come back if that's if that's something you can do. Um, and she did, and then one of our objectives for that that second visit was for maybe us to to find her a job out in Nashville so that she could stay. Um, and we did no effort towards finding her a job while she was here. Just, <laughs> just hung out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, uh, what ended up happening was when it was time for her to go, I said, you know, one, I don't want you to go. I'd love for you to stay. And two, I think that, uh, we have something special here, not only in our relationship, but also potentially with our work. I think that if we work together on this project, uh, this could really be something that, that could support us both. And she agreed. And so she stayed. And uh, the rest is, is literally recorded history of us putting effort into our content creation and having us continue to sort of step up each time in terms of like our, our life. And that and the most recent step is our little one that, that we that we talked about. Yeah, Archer. Ah, is, got goosebumps so cool. all over. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy story that I've been able to live in. I, I like I like this one a lot is what I tell Jenny. I say I, I think that we I tell her that I think that we will have found we will find each other in every in every lifetime, but I think the one that we're in right now is especially cool. I like this one a lot. So that's that's incredible. How um, j challenging, like just juggling everything, I can imagine yeah. is super challenging. You know, have a kid um, yep. as well. How do you find balancing at all? Because I know a lot of listeners, they will have a part time job, they might have a right. girlfriend or a boyfriend, and they are also trying to fit in the early days of streaming. You know, in time like Super Mario, you gotta like yeah. be on right. essentially. Absolutely. How do you find being so disciplined and like what's changed over the years for you about being so disciplined? 
Um, so fortunately, so just, just before we dig into anything about the specifics of what I do, one of the things that I like to say is that discipline is a skill and like any skill you get better at it by practicing it. So I feel like I have a lot of practice with discipline. I think it's something that does sort of come a little bit naturally for me. Um, just because, you know, I do have a history of, you know, doing, playing a lot of sports, um, being passionate about that. I've all, I've, I've been going to the gym. Um, since I was like 12, 11 or 12 years old, I, I, I was watching Dragon Ball Z and I was like, dad, one of these days I'm going to have to save the world and I should probably start training now. <laughs> and he was like, okay, you're a psycho, uh, do some pushups first. And then, uh, I did, you know, doing like 250 pushups a day. I was like 11 year old. He's like, okay, come on, dude, you're crazy. You can start coming to the gym with me when you're 12. And so that, that's what we did. And, and it was, it was just like part of the ritual for me. Um, and I, I didn't, I wasn't like a big, like go out and party kind of guy. I was like, Hey, it's Friday, man. That's, it's a, it's a big workout day. It's, we don't have to go to school tomorrow. I get to work out hard, and, you know, stay late in the gym. And so that, that was kind of like, there, there's like the half and half of like the discipline and half, of like kind of like a weirdo, like I was a gym rat kid for a long time. And so, but yeah, I, I have a lot of practice sort of, of figuring out what's important to me and dedicating my, my energy and time into those things. And I figure out what's not important to me and really let those kind of things like go right if, if it's not if it's not contributing to my betterment i'm probably not going to spend a lot of time on it and that's kind of how i felt with 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 certain things and that's why i feel like we've been able to sort of make that that hard focus on the things that i'm passionate about i mean there, there's there's stuff that you have to do and what ends up happening is you learn how to apply your discipline through things that you like, like you practice your discipline by, okay, I, I like going to the gym, so I'm going to do it consistently and I'm going to learn how to get the job done because sometimes you don't feel like going to the gym, but you know that you do it and you learn that sort of that technique of like applying your effort to something that's like, eh, I don't really feel like doing this, but I know how to just get the job done. So you, you learn how to do that with things that you like to do so that when there's things that like aren't really your favorite, you still can get the job done. Yeah, I think that's really important. Discipline is it is a skill. I think you're that yeah. that really resonates with me as well. Is it's something that you can't expect to go from zero to one um, right. overnight. You got to just keep working at it and chipping at it. It becomes easier over time, and that's true with anything. Right. Um, I yeah. I I think that there's like there's like this like cold like hard discipline, right? You just do it. But I think that there's also uh, a lot to be said for setting yourself up for success. And what's so funny is that like. Th this this like format that we're talking about right now it like it fits in so like perfectly with what i talk about on stream like every day talking about like fitness right uh, it's it's like it's like the same kind of thing so setting yourself up for success um is is pretty important i think that for a new streamer or for an experienced streamer um schedule is so important and that's one of the things that i that i talked about earlier that has really become especially clear to me is that if you don't have a whole lot of time to stream then it's really good for you to be able to say, hey, hey guys, if you want to watch my stream, this is my schedule and you can tune in at this time to, to hang out if you enjoy the stream. And I think that that's one of those things that is so powerful is when you have a limited amount of time and if you're kicking butt and if, you're, if you've got a lot of stuff going on with your work and your health and your relationships and you want to stream, yeah, time is tight, you know? So block out parts of your day to feel good about doing, you know, one thing at a time. If that's how, it, if that's how it goes, give your best effort to your, to your work, give your best effort to your family and then give your best effort to the stream during those, you know, a couple hours that you get to stream if that's part of your plan, but stick to that schedule. Cause if you do that, you not only are you going to get better at it, but it's also going to allow your viewers to consistently tune in at that time. And then you'll be able to meet new viewers as you go as well. So, and then they might want to stick around too. 
So schedule is also like a hugely important factor, especially like the more you have going on, the more schedule is important. I think that's really important. And then also just don't, don't overpromise. Don't overextend yourself yeah. um, right. as well. Again, to that point, you know, set yourself up for success. Uh, yeah. One of the things that I, I wanted to touch on was you're super competitive in fitness. You're also pretty competitive in gaming. Yeah. And then you're also a dad and you're also a husband and you're also, you know, making content and like taking care of all your fans as well. Yeah. Um, that tune in every day. Do you maintain your competitiveness at all levels? Like, is that at every level of your life of your life you need to be like at peak performance? Or do you like is something is the fitness slacking now over the years? Like what's happening? I, I think that what ends up happening is that at different times, different things get that sort of uh the hottest competitive fire. So to sort of like give examples of that. Um, I think that with world of Warcraft, there was a, like, when I started off, I was making like funny videos. I was doing goofy stuff and casual stuff. And that was really fun for me. But as I played more, I was like, you know, I'd like to get like, try to get a little bit better. Uh, and so I started to get into like the, the competitive side of the game, started doing more arena, which is like the most competitive, uh, like PVP type, uh, of wow. And I started to learn a little bit about that. And then I got my first gladiator title, which is like the top, uh, 0.5% of all players. And that was really cool. And I was like, well, I guess I want to get a little bit better at that. So I uh, put time and effort into that. Uh, found some found some teammates that I was able to play with consistently at the end of the season one time where everything just sort of came together. And then we got we got rank one, which means that you rank in the top 0.1% of all players and you get a permanent title instead of just Gladiator Bajira that you have to sort of re-earn every season. Now my character is permanently branded with the title of Fearless Gladiator Bajira which is really cool. So that's how, that's how like uh, end of the season rewards are allocated. So during the fearless season, you get a, a select group of players who will have that fearless gladiator title forever if they want to use it. And so that was one of those times where I really put world of Warcraft as like the, the thing for me as like that, that was the most competitive that I've been in a while um, in terms of investing my energy into it. Um, and then after I accomplished that goal, I was like, okay, so what else is it that I'm into? Um, we like bodybuilding quite a bit. I think that now is, would be a great time to uh, devote um, my most intense energy into my bodybuilding. And so we did that and we ended up winning the Muscle Mania California Championship for physique in 2018, which earned me my, my pro status as a natural bodybuilder, competed at the World Championships for uh, the Muscle Mania like bodybuilding federation. For those uh, of you Vegas, listening, Vegas. I know it sounds cool. extremely out there and crazy and not possible, <laughs> but I promise I've followed him for years. He did all of this <laughs> and there's pictures and evidence to prove. I look a lot different. So you're like, that's not the same guy. Yeah, no, no beard and no body fat. Definitely looks a little different, but I promise you it was me. I, um, one thing I did love that you were saying there is you said we um, yeah. several times. And that I yeah. think is a testament to who you are as a person. Um, but yeah. also to the support of those around you. Um, yeah, sometimes yeah, sometimes people give me a hard time about that, but there's there's like no way that I could have done the things that I've done um, without the support of like my family, my wife, and obviously my community. They're, they're like, they. what's so cool is that people tell me that they come to the stream and they get such good energy, they get such good positivity from the stream. But I feel like it's essential to understand not only like are they part of that energy that people are able to get, but like they give that to me too. You know, it's like a... It's like a self-charging good vibes battery that goes both ways. I, I, I love that. So that, that makes me happy to hear that they get the good vibes too. But yeah, absolutely. There's there's no way that I would have been able to do what I do without them. So oh, Well, Bajira, on that note, such a happy ending. I love it. Um, yeah. It was absolutely fantastic to learn 
more about your story. As I said, I've been following you for a long time. It's good just to kind of get to hear how this sausage was made, quite literally. Um, so it's super cool to hear. So stoked for you as a dad and, you know, all the content you're going on. I think there's just so many amazing things. 2020 is looking like a rough year, but um, in terms of the content, I'm super excited for everything you've got going on. So um, congratulations. Um, where can anyone find you that's listening that wants to go check you out? Yeah, man. Um, so I stream every day at twitch.tv slash Bajira. Um, YouTube.com slash Bajira Wow is my YouTube channel. And then Bajira Wow uh, is my Instagram and my Twitter. And those are the platforms that I use the most. But yeah, man, it's been a blast talking to you. It's it's always it's always pretty crazy uh, for me to put this stuff in perspective for my own self, but it's definitely good. Um, it's, a, it's a good reminder of, of how grateful um, I should be for all the, the crazy cool stuff that's happened. And uh, the best way I feel like I can sort of show that gratitude is just with continued effort to make the most out of these opportunities that have been provided for me. I love it. I'm a fan. I'm heading over to that Twitch channel right now and I'm subscribing. I love it. Jackson, right. uh, take care. Thanks, everybody.